I do appreciate this good church, appreciate the good pastor, and uh, appreciate the man of God that's been here this week. Brother Kevin, thank you for coming this morning. God bless you. I would thank Wesley for coming, but he was expected. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Turn in your Bibles this morning, if you would, please, to 1 Peter chapter number 2. 1 Peter chapter number 2 in the precious Word of God. And I still use the King James Bible. If you use anything different, you're going, yours is going to read a little funny. Amen? <laughs> 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 21. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Reverence to the man that wrote the book. I want you to hold your place there in 1 Peter chapter 2, but I want to take my text from Psalms 23. You don't have to turn there, just listen real closely. Psalm 23 and verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd. Let's pray. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name we come to you tonight as humbly as we know how. Lord, we thank You for the good songs of Zion. Lord, we thank You for the opportunity to be in Your house to preach Your Word one more time on this side of heaven. Dear God, we're so unworthy to stand behind the sacred desk this morning, but Lord, I'm just glad I'm part of the winning team. And Lord, I'm just glad that You've given us the unction to be together in Your house this Saturday morning here at the First Free Will Baptist Church of Simpsonville. God, I pray that You would undergird me with Your Spirit and Your power. I pray that you'd give me a special anointing from the top of the head to the soles of my feet. Lord, I pray you'd give me clarity of mind. I pray that you'll loose this tongue and let it go to where we may preach, thus saith the Word of God. And Lord, as we leave this place today, may we say it's been good to be in your house. Lord, we'll surely find time to bow and thank you for everything you do for us today. In Jesus' precious holy name we do ask and pray. Amen and Amen. And thank you so much for standing. You may be seated uh, this morning. Uh, that, that sheep and shepherd relationship is mentioned uh, some 200 times uh, in the precious Word of God. And I heard an interview on Christian radio uh, not too long ago of an actual shepherd uh, that lived over in the Middle East. Uh, and he had some things uh, that he was telling in that interview that put me on shouting ground. Uh, it was just something that blessed my heart and I want to by the way of introduction just share a few of those things with you uh, as far as the shepherd goes uh, and there was a special hiring process for the shepherd uh, as that shepherd would go uh, for his so called interview uh, he said he sat down beside three uh, uh, nice looking young fit men uh, he said he was middle aged uh, uh, he was rough in his dress uh, he was rough in his looks uh, and those boys would get ready and they would walk in and they would talk to the owner uh, of those sheep. Uh, and the very first thing that they would do uh, as they went in uh, to the, see that owner, uh, behind those doors, the owner would tell the, sh- the shepherd boy or the potential shepherd boy to completely disrobe. Right. In other words, he would tell him to remove every bit uh, of his clothing. 
And he would look at him and he looked at the first one. He said, thank you, your services are not needed. And he moves on. The second boy comes along. He looks at him and he says, sorry, you're not needed. You may move on. The third one goes in. He asks him to disrobe. He looks at him and says, sorry, I don't need you. You can move on. And the fourth boy, that one that was looking awful rough, that one that was looking real homely, he came up in there and he asked him to disrobe. And when he disrobed, he looked around his body. He said, you're hired. I want you taking care of my flock. And after it was all said and done, he said, sir, what made you choose me to be the shepherd of this flock? He said, because I seen the scars around your feet and your ankles. He said, I seen the scars that was on your hands. And I seen the scars that were in your side. He said, I looked upon your face. You wasn't much to look at, but you had an ear that was missing from the side of your head. He said, I knew from that point forward that you would need to be the one that's taking care of my flock because that tells me that you'll fight for the sheep. Thank God I've got a shepherd this morning that'll fight for me. Amen. He's got scars in his hands. He's got scars in his feet. He's got scars in his side. That's the precious Lord Jesus Christ today. I'm glad he is my shepherd. Amen. Hallelujah. Not only the selection of that shepherd, but he talks about leading those sheep. And he says that the sheep know him by name. And they know the sound of his voice. He said there'll be rustlers that'll come near the property every once in a while. They don't dare to go on to the property, but they'll come nearby and they'll try to call those sheep. And they'll try to call them away from the flock. But those uh, sheep have been trained by the shepherd and they don't listen to that foreign voice that's trying to lead them astray. They know and recognize the true voice of the shepherd. Thank God today, church, let me give you some warnings today from heaven. Don't go around listening to every wind of doctrine that may come your way. You've got a good church. You've got a sound biblical preacher in the pulpit. My friend, listen, they'll go around, they'll set up tents, and just because somebody can sing, and because somebody's a great orator, they'll run off and follow some kind of movement that'll leave you stranded somewhere without a pastor to lead you and to help you. Thank God, I'm glad our shepherd knows my voice. And when I cry out to him, he knows where I'm coming from. Amen. Praise be unto God. But he also talks about the feeding of those sheep. He said, he made this illustration between the goats and the sheep. He said, goats will eat anything. He said, they'll eat a tin can. He said, they'll eat a newspaper. They'll even chew the siding off your home if you're not careful. In other words, he said, a goat is a garbage eating Machine, a garbage eating animal. And the man doing the interview, he said, well, what does sheep eat? He said, they only eat sheep food. (laughs) 
Amen. Uh, he gave the illustration. He said, I'll go out into the field uh, and I'll hold the sheep food in my hand uh, and they'll come uh, and they'll eat right out of the shepherd's hand. Uh, I thanks be unto God today. Uh, I can pull up at the table of God uh, and let Him feed me uh, and nourish me. Uh, hey, listen, you better be careful of the garbage that's out there uh, uh, that you might try to eat uh, because what goes in most often comes out. Oh, but I'm here to tell you, I thank God for that sheep and a shepherd relationship. Amen. But not only that, I look at the protection of those sheep. He began to talk. He said, when I go through the sheep fields, I have to know where every hole is. I have to know where every crevice is. I have to know where every danger is for my flock. Because I have to lead them. They only know His voice. They only recognize His voice. And He tries to lead them in the right direction. Praise God for men of God that will stand up in the pulpit and lead the people. God bless you, boys. God bless you. I'm here to tell you. He said the dangers or the most dangers in that field was snake holes. (laughs) And He said those lambs would straddle over those holes as they're there grazing and eating and as they're wandering in the field. And he says those snakes will, those vipers will come up out of that hole and they'll bite them lambs. And a lot of times it makes them real sick and if they get a deadly amount of venom in them, they will actually die. And he said, well, what do you do to prevent all that? He says, well... I go around to each hole where I know that snakes could be hiding. And I pour a little bit of oil (laughs) in the hole. Now you Bible students will know this morning that the oil resembles or is a type of the Holy Spirit of God. And he said uh, it's really a two-phase process. He said we'll pour the oil into the hole. First of all, the snakes doesn't like the oil getting on them and it's kind of slippery coming up through there so they can't reach up and strike the lamb. He said, but not only that, uh, there's a special fragrance about the oil that the snakes do not like. And uh, he said, well, sir, that sounds very interesting, but what kind of scent is it uh, uh, that the serpent does not like? Uh, He says, well, uh, back in the Bible days, uh, they called it the Rose of Sharon. (laughs) Whoa, hey, listen, uh, I thank God today uh, when we're in trouble, uh, when the viper tries to come out of the pit uh, to latch on to us, uh, we've got a Savior with the sweet smell uh, of the Rose of Sharon, thanks be unto God for the beautiful rose today. I'm here to tell you, it'll ward off the enemy. Amen. Oh, we just need to get under where the Holy Ghost pour the oil on us every once in a while. Amen. He goes on to say it's kind of interesting because it's like the the, the sheep are eating in the presence of the enemy. 
They'll stand over one of those snake holes and eat. But that serpent can only do one thing is look up at that hole and watch them eat. Oh, listen, even in the presence of our enemies, when we know the devil's close and we know that there's trouble on the way, there is the sweet Savior of heaven. Oh, the beautiful rose of Sharon. That'll help us. The bright morning star and the lily of the valley. Thanks be unto God. I can call on Him this morning. Amen. Not only that, he begins to continue to talk in his interview. And he says, not only do snakes come out of those holes, but he said they have a problem with flies. And the flies would actually get up in the nostrils of the lambs. And as those flies get up in there, they'll lay their eggs. And these are the words, I'm not trying to be funny, the words that the man said, he said, those lambs will actually go crazy. It will play with their mind. They'll come to a point, Brother Paul, uh, to where uh, they will begin to uh, butt their head up against a tree uh, and a rock uh, to try to relieve their pain. And when they do that, uh, they suffer great injury from that. And he said, well, what do you do to keep the flies off? (laughs) He says, we rub a little bit of oil in their nostrils. (laughs) Hey, listen, I'm glad I can get under the spout where the glory flows out and feel the presence and power of God and get plugged in every once in a while. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Not only that, but in that interview, he said at times there were... uh, he would have to watch those lambs real carefully because a young lamb would stray away from the flock. He says he believes it was more curiosity than anything. He says, but he would try to pull them along with the shepherd's staff and he'd try to pull them out of the crevices and keep them straight from falling into the cliff or falling into a deep body of water. If a sheep falls into the water, he's in trouble. He takes on all that water, he can't get out. So when they cross over, they have to try to go across small, shallow bodies of water. So it's very dangerous to those sheep as they're moving from one place to the other as they're led by the shepherd. And he said he had one little old lamb not too long ago. He said he named him Jake. And he said Jake would not follow him and the flock. Jake would always veer to the right or always veer to the left and always get sidetracked. Sounds a lot like a lot of church people today. They get sidetracked. I think there's enough of that sidetrack junk, amen? Hey, listen, he, he said, well, what do you do? That lamb's in danger when he travels away from the flock. It could be a wolf, it could be a fox, it could be a pack of dogs, it could be a rustler that'll take that lamb. What do you do? He says, well, this may sound cruel to you, but I take him and I break his leg. I break his leg. He said, my, why did you do that? He says, well, I've tried to teach him, I've tried to show him, and he wouldn't listen, so I had to break him. And the way I broke him was breaking his leg. He said, well, how did that work out? He said, well, little Jake couldn't walk. But everywhere I went, I carried him. He said, I'd put Jake on my shoulders. And I'd carry him from one place to the other. 
I'd take him to eat. I'd take him to the watering hole. And when we had to cross over a body of water, I'd throw him on my shoulders and me and Jake became real close. What I'm trying to say today is this, and by the way of a biblical principle and application, my friend, when we're broke down by the burdens of this world, thank God I serve a shepherd today that'll pick me up on his shoulders and take me and sit me up on a solid rock where I could stand. He takes care of his own. And my friend, that's all he was doing for the little lamb. Oh, Jake. He said, Jake now is one of his most faithful lambs. Because he carried him everywhere that he needed to go. I love that shepherd and sheep relationship. I told you to turn in your Bibles if you would to First Peter chapter number 2. I just want to share just a little bit with you about my shepherd. Verse number 21 says, For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us on an example that ye should follow His steps. What kind of shepherd you got there, preacher. Thank God I've got a suffering shepherd. Amen. Oh, listen. When he went to the old rugged cross of Calvary, he suffered. When he was in the garden of Gethsemane and he got down on his knees and began to pray. And the Bible says that his tears became and his sweat became as drops of blood. My friend, I'm telling you. Oh, but preacher, the Lord Jesus Christ didn't have a bone broke in him. How and why did he not... Was he a suffering individual? Well, folks, we know that he is the King of glory. We know he's the Messiah. We know he's the Savior. But my friend, you forget this one important part. He was not only God, but he was God-man. Amen. He was God in the flesh. He was God incarnate. He got hungry, my friend. He got tired and he suffered pain and agony for you and I today. And thank God he suffered for me where I don't have to suffer in that place called hell. Oh my. Not only is he a suffering shepherd, he's a sinless shepherd. Look at verse 22. Who did no sin, (laughs) neither was guile found in his mouth. Oh, lived on this earth 33 and a half years. You mean to tell me he didn't sin? I hope to tell you and believe it from the authority of God's Word from heaven. He was a sinless shepherd. He had no sin in his life. Listen, a sinful Savior could not save anybody today. But oh, I know a sinless one. His name's Jesus. My friend, and he could save anybody. Then people will say, oh preacher, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've been tied up in. You don't know what I've did in the past. Thanks be unto God. It don't matter what you're tied up in. It don't matter what you've done in the past. My Jesus and His precious blood is enough to wipe away all your sins. Thanks be unto God today. Oh, He's not only a suffering shepherd and a sinless shepherd, but look at verse 23. He's a submissive shepherd. Who, when He was reviled, reviled not again. When He suffered, He threatened not, but committed Himself to Him that judgeth righteously. He was a submissive shepherd. 
Although he laid in that garden and said, Lord, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. That was not the ultimate plan. Even though he could have called, the Bible says, ten thousands of his angels and take them off of that old rugged cross. That was not the plan. He was a submissive, a savior, and submissive shepherd to God the Father. He did not fight when they laid him on that old rugged cross. He did not complain about it. Thanks be unto God. God, He willingly laid down His life uh, for you and I to where we can be saved. Amen. He's not only a submissive shepherd, but look at verse number 24. I'm seeing that He's the sacrificial shepherd. Who His own self bare our sins in His own body on the tree. That we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes we were healed. Thanks be unto God we serve a sacrificial shepherd. He sacrificed, the Lord God of heaven sacrificed His only begotten Son. To where we, my friend, can have salvation full and free. Preacher, listen, I love you. I love you and I love you but I would not give my boy for you. You can say the same thing. You wouldn't give your youngins for me. You wouldn't give that boy for me. Oh, but we serve a God that was unselfish. That gave His darling Son for you and I to where we could have salvation full and free. Thanks be unto God. I'm glad that He sent His Son to where I could have salvation. Amen. Thanks be unto God. He willingly laid down His life Sent his son. I got a boy. He's a 17 year old freshman at Walford College. He's a, he, a, he is the love of my life along with my little girl. But I tell you what, we're trying to keep them on the right track and glory to God. Both of them saved. Amen. Was able to lead them both to the Lord. Daddy did. Amen. Hallelujah. Was able to baptize them both. Daddy did. Amen. I thanks be unto God and I love them, but we cannot give our own children for anybody else. Oh, that's special today. Amen. He's the suffering shepherd. He's the sinless shepherd. He's the submissive shepherd. He's the sacrificial shepherd. He's the saving shepherd. He's the seeking shepherd. He's the separating shepherd. Remember those goats and the sheep? He's going to separate them one day. Bless God, He's the show enough shepherd. Oh, but thank God, He's a soon coming shepherd. Oh, what do you mean there, preacher? Let me just share something with you. I believe He is the soon coming show enough shepherd. Oh, what do you mean, preacher? I think we're going to take out of here on flight 417. Mm. What do you mean, flight 417? You look over in the Word of God. First Thessalonians. Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 16 and 17. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air, in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's what I like to call a flight 417, David. Because we getting out of here. Amen. It wouldn't surprise me if the Lord Jesus came today before we got down there and ate, before Oh, this service was over, wouldn't it be glad that Rapture Airlines come on the scene and took us out of here? Thanks be unto God. Flight 417, it's pilot and owners operated by Jesus Christ Himself. 
This airline can't be bought out, compromised, or merged. Its destination is from earth to heaven. Its reservations are prearranged. You must be born again. You must repent from your sins. Its departure time is at an hour as you think not. Oh, as a thief in the night, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. That's the flight I'm ready to take today. Amen. Oh, listen, I think about it quite often, Brother Paul. I try to walk a mile or two every day, sometime in the morning, sometime of the evening. As I look at the clouds, as they begin to roll back, I say, Lord, today may be the day that you split the eastern skies and the great shepherd of heaven comes down and gets us and takes us out of here. Praise be unto God. That's going to be a glorious day and a glorious time when Jesus himself, thanks be unto God, wouldn't it be nice being in the middle of a funeral service and Jesus comes back and bless God the gravestones began to turn over and they began popping up out of the ground and you say praise God y'all just wait a minute I'm right behind you Amen Oh thanks be unto God today Hallelujah The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death... (laughs) I will (laughs) fear no evil for thou art with me thou rod and thy staff they comfort me thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies thou anointest my head with all my cup runneth over surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell thanks be unto God in the house of the Lord forever and ever amen Amen. 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 God bless you, brother. I'm done. I'm done. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody's got a song, meditation, or songs that are Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let me give this thing to Brother Wesley. Amen. Amen. You stand just for a minute and stretch your legs, okay? Maybe you're battling the enemy. Maybe you're battling the serpent that the dear man of God preached about last night. You need some help from heaven. Oh, listen. I can hear you tell you by authority of God's Word. Knowing that I'm saved and on my way to heaven. The Lord is... My shepherd. If he's not yours, he can be today. Let me say this. We just might need to get a hold of heaven touch the prayer bells. You may not have a need in your life or your heart today. I don't know many of you at all. But I can tell you this. Nothing wrong with intercessory prayer today either. Nothing wrong with stepping out on behalf of another. Listen, it may be for your need or it may be need of someone else. Let me encourage you to go to the Lord in prayer. 
Listen, prayer is the most underprivileged, it's the best privilege that God's give us, one of them. And my friend, we, we, we just take it for granted sometimes. Oh, if you got a need, you ought to pray. Pray to the shepherd. Father in heaven, God, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name for what you've given us today. Lord, we thank you for these good people. I pray that you'd give them unction to come around and order a prayer and get their needs met by the great shepherd of heaven. And we'll sure love you and thank you and give you glory for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, we humbly ask and pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. you got a need. You come out from where you're sitting. We'll be glad to pray with you. We'll be glad to take you by the hand and lead you in prayer. Oh, if you got a need, you ought to come. Oh, let Him help you. Ain't nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing to be bashful of. Empty and broken. <laughs> That's it, children of God. Come on. Come on, don't let the serpent slip up and bite you. Oh, he's my shepherd. <laughs> oh, listen. He started over again. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Thank God he didn't throw me away. He molded me. Made me. Broke me. Into his likeness, he fashions the clay. Yeah, a vessel of all. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank God he didn't throw the clay away.